As you heard, I'm Kevin Kreitzer, pastor of Bethany Lutheran Church, but it's really not important uh, if you remember who I am or where I am from, because I only have eight minutes, Pastor Quentin told me. And so I am only here today to be one who affirms that great is he, the King of glory. We're going to sing those words momentarily, but I want to thank you for inviting me to share with you the story, the story of these songs, authored by Philip Nikolai, a second-generation Lutheran, and Martin Reinhardt, a third-generation Lutheran. Now, to be honest, I didn't do the research. I don't know about their paternity. When I say they are a second- and third-generation Lutheran, respectively, I mean they were born a quarter of a century and then half a century after the presentation of the Augsburg Confession. They were born a couple dozen years and then several dozen years after the imperial peace that legalized their confession of the word and its observance. I have no clue about their parents or their upbringing, but their world. Now, depending with which historian you agree, Rinkhart was called to heaven the eve of the Enlightenment, and Nikolai maybe a handful of decades prior to that. Still, the world in which they lived. Well, after the birthday of the Lutheran Church, after the peace of Nuremberg, it should have been a blessed and joyful time in the life of any Lutheran pastor or Lutheran parishioner. And as we sing these hymns together, you can almost picture a time where God's goodness shines bright. For any age that can embrace these songs is one that will surely be aglow with grace and mercy. Now thank we all our God might seem like an odd response if you knew the background to Reinhardt's writing. And how fair and bright might not be the lyrics you would write if you had lived Nikolai's life. The Sitzem Leben. I heard that this was German heritage time. Uh, that means the, the conditions, the events, the circumstances in the world that were the prelude to the writings of these hymns. The conditions on the ground out of which were born these songs is very similar. What would move you to pin the lyric, ray of purest pleasure, you are our dearest treasure, or with hearts and hands and voices, in you our world rejoices. Well, personally, in my experience, and maybe in a way a confession, I'd say it's probably good things. God's bounteous provision. When things are good, God is good. Or so it's often understood. And when things are not, God is not not good, or just not, or so it's commonly thought. These hymns, that thought, it's not really 
German. It's just plain human. It's our natural and universal heritage to kind of gauge God's love by the goodness that surrounds us. Breaking forth in sound, jubilation, exaltation, the condition that leads to such good things happening. At least that's my experience. And far too often, the way I act. These hymns, however, were written at a time when the things were not good by any measure or any standard. You see, the plague had just struck both communities in which these men served as pastors. Earth's deep sadness may perplex us. Now, there are some who believe, and I don't know, maybe a couple decades from now, you'll be one of them, that college days are the individual's personal enlightenment age and as good as life gets. Now, don't get me wrong. I remember with great fondness my days here. And to this day, I rejoice when a student at Bethany Long Beach enrolls at Concordia. But I know Earth's deep sadness occasionally enrolls on this campus as well, right? Perplexed, distressed, you've been, correct? When a boyfriend or a girlfriend dumps you, when a professor unexpectedly dumps a bunch of work on you, or worse yet, when a professor unexpectedly dumps on a bunch of your work, when as a member of staff or faculty you have to call a parent, or when a member of the staff or faculty you have to call your parent, distressing and perplexing. But Earth's deep sadness extends well beyond the boundaries of this campus, doesn't it? Justice or lack thereof in the city streets. Honesty and integrity, or lack thereof on Capitol Hill. Persecution, famine, war, the plight of poverty and refugee alike, distressing and perplexing. Philip Nikolai knew Earth's deep sadness. The plague had rolled through the community he served. And in one year, he buried 1,300 congregants. For you non-math majors, that's about 25 a week. In one month alone, or excuse me, in one week alone, he buried 170 of his fellow parishioners. Last year, uh, last academic year at Bethany, I buried about 25 members at Bethany. It practically wiped me out. Can you imagine 25 a day, every day, for an entire week? He knew Earth's deep sadness, how it perplexes and distresses. As far as Reinhardt goes, the author of our other hymn, well, Different city, different year, similar story. 
This time, not only did the plague roll through, but so did a war. In our nomenclature, uh, we would have said he was a member of a team ministry. There were three other pastors on staff with him. He presided over the funeral of a pair of them. And then he watched the third one flee his post in despair. It was not only over the graves of co-workers he stood, however, but over those of his family members as well. And thousands and thousands of congregants. When children and newlyweds lie on their deathbeds, when shattered people and shattered promises abound, when every home is a broken home because every heart and every hope is in some way broken, and there are too many to tally. If you are more like me than Reinhardt, that which you might naturally start to number, you would not term countless gifts of love. Yet such he observes and acknowledges. You know, knowing the stories behind the, compo- the composition of these hymns, it's enough to make me almost scratch my head. Almost distressing and perplexing, these men of faith. So I did the research. I thought I might have the key. You can examine that research. You can check it out yourself. Guess what? These hymns, they are not found in the Stoicism section of the hymnal. Nor are they entitled Expressions of a Grin and Barrett Condition. Two things I've been told Germans are good at sometimes. Oh no. These are not Teutonic. Rather, they are cosmic in their concepts. Regardless of tongue, regardless of tribe, this is the heritage of everyone who knows and trusts that in Jesus, God's love has reached us. This is the heritage of every people from every place through every age who are convinced that no matter what confronts them, they are his in this world and the next. And he is theirs today, tomorrow, every day. He is yours today, tomorrow, every day. And he is with you every day to the end of the age. And so, like the authors of these hymns, may he grant you great joy and strong faith to know that no matter what it is that surrounds you, he is with you. And so through you, this age can be a one, a glow of grace and mercy. Amen. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, crown of gladness, we are yearning for the day of your returning.